Welcome to the Chantel Ray Way, the inspirational way to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting. Remember, the thoughts and opinions on this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Hey guys, welcome to another episode. We're going to get right into it today. We're going to start with our first question. Hi, Chantel and Chris. I'm new to your podcast and I've immersed myself in all of your shows and I love your thoughts and ideas. I've been a 16-8 IFer since 2012 after dropping 85 pounds. Wow, we need to have them. We need a picture of you. This is Chrissy yeah. Pansiera with from Meriden, Connecticut. So sometimes if, if you guys want us to put your last name, just let us know that you're okay with it. But Chrissy Pansiera from Meriden, Connecticut. Thank you so much. Okay, sorry, I got completely sidetracked after the 85 pounds. Let me focus. She said, my question is this. I recently heard y'all talking about staying in a fasted state and not have, and not to have anything that would break the fast or trick an, trick an insulin response. I never thought about that before and wondered, does chewing gum break your fast? I know it's a small thing, but I chew a lot of gum. With that spike in insulin response, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it definitely does because most gums have sugar in them. If you get the unsweet gums, it's the same things we talked about, the sweetness, like the artificial sweetness. So it, it will, it'll be a minor one, obviously, cause, but you're still swallowing sugar. You're still swallowing calories. You look on a pack of gum, it still has nutritional information on it. So you get a small one, but like, it would be just, like we said last week, you know, if, it, if it's make or break. It would be the same as Diet Coke, right? Like if, if they were doing a, if they were drinking like a, if they were doing a sugarless gum, mm-hmm. right, it would be almost similar to. It, 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 it would be, I would be less because obviously just less calories and stuff, but it would be the same sweetness and stuff that we talked about before last week, what was it, last week or the week before that artificial sweetness can spike the insulin as an insulin response. So, well, I mean, like I a said, Diet Coke is zero calories and a sugarless gum is zero calories mm-hmm. as well. But it's still, that's the saccharin, the uh, yeah. whatever they're Auto putting in, all yeah. the artificial sweeteners, even if they have zero calories, it has been proven that it does a small insulin response. Nothing like if you're obviously, if it was a sugared one, but it does make one. But again, if you've already lost 85 pounds, yeah, if, if, if you're just I maintaining, mean, you don't really need to be so strict. You know, keep chewing the gum. Obviously, it's working. You lost your 85 pounds chewing the gum. So, but Chrissy, will you no send need. us a picture? That would be so awesome. I'd love to be able to put it on our YouTube podcast. By the way, if you can um, visit us on YouTube, follow our our page on YouTube, which is Chantel Ray Way, the intermittent fasting podcast, Waste Away. No, do I even know what it is? All right, you know what? I'm going to put it up here right on the screen. It's Waste Away, the intermittent fasting podcast. And we will find it right here. No, it's called Intermittent Fasting, the Chantel Ray Way. So we need to add maybe Waste Away. (laughs) Okay, there it is. All right, we'll we'll add the link in the show notes. All right, so I would say to her, I would not stress it. It's not a huge deal. It looks like you're losing a lot of weight. Yeah. I don't, if you're in a stalemate and you're not losing the weight, that's when I start getting real finicky and going, yeah. let's look at your gum, let's look at your Diet Coke, let's look at the cream in your coffee and so forth. But you definitely, even if you have those things, I see a lot of people getting great results. All right, question number two. Girl, I got your book and read it. 
and I was doing this IF several weeks and I started putting on weight and I just don't understand. I don't know what's going on with my body. So I got involved with this transformational six week challenge with be fit and I'm eating all this food and it's I'm hungry all the time. Anyway, I'm just a mess. Is there anyone you could recommend to me that I can hire to get my ASS in gear and get in shape? I've never been this heavy and I have a ton of clothes in my closet. I can't wear. But anyway, you've had such success with your fasting program, but I'm just still struggling. I started working out briefly, but I'm not happy with the way that I feel. I value your opinion and your expertise. We're going to call her D in Virginia Beach. We're not going to share. What? If only we could find a trainer and we knew a trainer. Somebody (laughs) who did this for a living. That's right. Where could we find one at? First thing you need to do is you need to get with Chris and go to personal training. He -hmm. will keep you really having fun and not be bored. So that's, that is a number one. Um, Number two is, you know, as far as putting on weight, you know, what happens with some of these people, like I even hear and hear, so she's supposed to do this transformational six week challenge with this, you know, bee foot and she's eating all this food. So she was probably in one of those things where it said you need to eat every three hours and and six hour, you know, every three hours or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that is definitely part of the problem right well i mean when she she says putting on weight uh i wish she had got a little more specific because i don't know if she meant two pounds which is not a big deal did she mean 12 pounds you know what need more details on that and then another thing i would suggest you know skipping from one thing to the next like if 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 you want to do this transformational thing for six weeks that's fine you know i'm not discouraging that but if if, if, if you're gonna gonna do the fast thing you know you you, you gotta give it a chance so you don't want to hop from well, I'm going to try this for two weeks, and if this don't work in two weeks, I'm going to try this. Like, whatever you decide to do, you, you, you need to make sure that you're giving it a chance to work. So, you know, this, uh, we talked on the show before about everybody usually had a two, three-week period when they started fasting before they started to see results. So you would sound like you're right at that peak, right at that point, and, um, you know, you stopped doing it. So I, w- I would definitely give it another chance uh, and see how your results are. But give it a good five, six months, and then really determine whether it's for you or not. So... I'm going to put up on the screen, I, I created an eating um, acronym that I want to put on the screen. Josh, I'm going to ask you to check your email and put this acronym on the screen. I don't have it completely perfected yet, but we will go ahead and put that on in just a minute. This, this question, D from Virginia Beach, that's not her real name. Her first name starts with a D, but I'm not going to share her name. Um, but let's move on to the next question now. Question three. Will drinking a pre-workout drink break my fast? Workout at 5 a.m. and first meal at 12 with an eight-hour window until 8. Also, what about BCAA after workout? Tina from Texas. No, both of them. Uh, I'm assuming by drink, she means some type of pre-workout I'm, I'm just assuming she wasn't specific but yes if it has calories sweeteners uh the bcaa's will, will have a little insulin response it's the same thing you know protein breaks down to the amino acids so you're having protein basically as far as your cells are concerned so you'll, you'll have a little insulin response with the bcaa's and the uh pre-workout drink 
obviously depending on what exactly. I don't know. She means coffee, just black coffee. She's fine. But, but uh, anything else, like a pre-workout, anything, yeah, definitely. All right, next question. Hey, Chantal and Chris, I love your podcast and I wanted to get you to weigh in on the great debate of sodium. I have read a lot about the ketogenic diet and it talks a lot about making sure you're getting enough salt. But I've also heard that if you're a woman trying to lose weight, sodium is your number one enemy, which is true. Does sodium make me gain weight or do I need it? Allison in Norfolk. Well, I mean, first of all, if you say, the question is, does sodium make you gain fat? Absolutely not, right? right. If all I did was just drink salt and water, yeah. I'm not going to gain any fat. Very thirsty. Right? But You're going to be... <laughs> you, will not, you will not be fat. So, but sodium, hands down, does make you retain water. Yeah. So if you're trying to slim up for a show... Um, or you're slimming up for, you're going to the, the beach, mm -hmm. definitely sodium yeah, makes a big difference. Dry you out, make you look nice and lean. And, but uh, she should also, uh, I would recommend her try the pink Himalayan salt because a lot, a lot of the, I, you know, the, I can't say the Iodized? Word, I, I, yeah, the iodized salt you see, it's missing a lot of properties because uh, sodium is a key mineral in the body. But unfortunately, the iodized one, like the table salt, is, is, they take some ingredients out of it, make it cheaper, basically. That's why it's... 99 cents for this big huge thing uh sodium in the, in the uh supermarket but the pink himalayan salt has those minerals in it it's like a dollar more maybe but she should definitely put that in her diet and uh she should uh, you know that's a real good mineral for the body uh, a lot of things in there for it but as far as sodium making her gain weight that's that's a negative but it will make you hold water which will make you you feel a little bloaty like oh i look a little puffy today your cheeks so you might notice your stomach or something like that well if you People who, so at one well, time... not sodium, I, let me, not sodium, sodium, just over, you know, if you overeat on the sodium the previous day. So let's talk about this. So if you think about the saltiest foods you eat, they are all in processed foods, fats foods. So like chips, cookies, processed soups, cheese, they have so much sodium in them. Mm -hmm. And so when you're eating things like, like I have friends who do shows and they do, the, you know, the shows that you can't take any of those different Natural water show, pills, yeah, like you can't take Expel and all those other ones. Right. If you ask them what they do, they eat cucumbers. They eat um, foods that are naturally help you. Avocados mm -hmm. are, is another one. Um, but cucumbers is a really big one. Mm -hmm. um, it just helps it's a natural way for you to get rid of the water in your body, mm -hmm. but naturally, not okay. with a pill. So, like, that's the one thing. Like, if you see people who are trying to lose water mm -hmm. and they're one of those shows and they can't take that, they'll just, Cucumbers. you'll see them. And I know potassium is a big one, too. Uh, that'll push a lot of water out the body. Uh, like, the, the, uh, not, not the natural shows, but, the, you know, the, the pro shows that you can take stuff. They'll take a they'll over they'll overindulge on potassium. They'll take mm -hmm. potassium pills and everything a few days before the soap really push all that water out of their system. Um so I mean salt in and of itself is not an unhealthy substance. Like we need You definitely salt. need that mineral, especially when you yes. sweat and things like that. You're losing that as a key mineral. Yeah, you, you know. need electrolytes. So, you know, the what you don't want is you just don't want the salt that's coming in all of this processed food. Um, 
so I don't I don't really track my my salt yeah, at all. I, mean, I don't you know, I don't you know. even look. That's yeah. that's one of the things. Okay, so I made this this little thing that says it's called the Thin Eater, and I I kind of made an acronym for it, and it's not done yet, but. T stands for you want to think like a thin eater. H is you healing your body. I, you want to identify your food triggers. N, either never sacrifice your social life or never deny yourself, which leads to a binge. You want to escape the slavery of yo-yo dieting. A is all food is acceptable. T is turn away with true repentance when you're overeating. E is eat what your body is craving. And R, you want to recognize true hunger. So all of these things, at the end of the day, you know, as you guys know, I have interviewed over a thousand women and all these women are not obsessed with eating. They're not counting their salt. They're not doing all these crazy things. What they're doing is these things right here. And that's what we're trying to do on this show and on this podcast is teach everybody how to think and act like a thin eater. That's the goal. I like that one. All right. Um, But I need some help on this. If anyone wants to help come up with anything that's better than this, if you think of something, because I need something about intermittent fasting. That's the piece that's missing. I was thinking about for the eye, but it just... I was thinking maybe I should change that to like identify your eating window. Oh, that's a good one. I'm changing I. There you go. I'm changing I to identify your eating window and stay in it. That was live magic that just happened. Boom. Can you email that to Allie? We need to do that. Hey guys, I'm so excited that my new book, Waste Away, The Chantel Rayway, is now available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and pretty much anywhere you can find books. But we also have the audio book, the ebook, and my new recipe book that you can download all the recipes that I love that I make, and it's super cheap. It's all my favorites. Anyway, if you have a minute to write a review on Amazon, I would be ever grateful. Okay, so question five. You read it for us, Chris. All right, it's from Tiffany in D.C. She says, I have been fasting in an eight-hour window for a little over a month now, and I've been working out really hard with a new trainer. Since I started, I gained about five pounds. My friend tells me I have probably gained all muscle weight, that muscle weighs more than fat, etc. cetera, uh, but six pounds is a lot. And we went from five to six that fast in that one sentence. Uh, is it possible to gain six pounds of muscle in a month, or do you think that I am doing something wrong in my eating window? Maybe I'm eating too much. Tiffany in D.C. Yeah. Um, so just so you know, um, the average man is going to gain about 0.25 to half a pound of muscle per week. If you were like at the gym and you were really grinding it out, you're looking at gaining about 0.25 or 0.5 pounds of muscle per week. Or you could say maybe one to two pounds of muscle per month. So the average natural woman is going to gain about 0.12 to about 0.25 pounds of muscle per week. Um, So if you think about it, for you to, like, again, sometimes I wish that people would write more Mm. in their questions because it's like I feel like I need more backstory. Like, so Tiffany, did you gain five pounds in three months? Did you gain five pounds in two weeks? Um, But if you're gaining weight... 
um, you are eating too much in your window. I can pretty much categorically say that um, because again, and for me, I don't lose weight in an eight-hour window. I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna. Well, I think you just solved the case because she said she just started working out really hard with a new trainer for you know, uh, I guess the last few. A weeks. month. She said a so month now. So maybe she's so saying you went from not working out to working out really hard. You capitalized really hard, so you're probably really going at it. Your appetites went up most likely because you're working out all these times a week that you're not used to yet, and I. I Without knowing you and you know seeing your macro, I'm pretty sure you eat more calories, more fat, more carbs than you used to when you were you know sit, uh, not exercising as much. So I would definitely um, maybe a couple of t- take you a couple of days, track your uh, see how many calories you're eating in this uh, what was it, eight hour six hour window eight hour window. You might want to cut that window down too. We talked about four to six is like the magic window for uh, weight loss. But I definitely think that your probably your appetite's probably increased since you're working out so hard now, and then you're unconsciously you're not doing it on purpose, but you're probably eating more, a little bit more than you used to, and then we might have gained a little bit of weight that way. But yeah, and when if you're working out hardcore, I know when I'm working out hardcore, I'm ravenous sometimes yeah. because I just get, and then I definitely eat more than I need to. And yeah, it was a double thing. She started fasting and working out all at the same time, so it's two big adjustments you just made to your body that your body has to get used to. Yeah, and I would definitely say, like she, I think she already knows because she ended her question with, "Maybe I'm eating too much." Yeah. I can pretty much hammer that nail on the, in the coffin, yeah. Tiffany. You are eating too much, and I really would like to suggest that you read my book because. A lot of times people go, okay, well, I'm going to eat in this eight-hour window. Listen, as I said before, there's 10 biblical principles, and then there's 10 Chantal Rayway principles. You've got to be saying, am I checking the box on all of these? Because it's not just that window. You've got to make sure you're never, ever overeating. Um. And I also would like to have you try doing a power fast. And when I talk about a power fast, that's doing like a a 24-hour fast. Like let's say you ate at 6 o'clock, you'd wait and eat again until 6 the next time. All right, read the next one for us, Chris. All right, we don't have the name, but I guess you'll recognize your question when you hear it. Uh, I tend to open my eating window around 2 p.m. and I am rabid. Yes, hold on. Let me answer that real quick because lately... We have been, people, some people have been texting us. Remember that one day we did a live call oh, and yeah, I said, text. So like somebody texted, one person texted this question and then some people are e- emailing, okay. but they're not, they're Living not saying it. a name or anything. Not even, a lot of times they've been saying their name and then they don't say where they're from. This one didn't say anything, a name they or an email. Anonymous. Maybe so this is an anonymous we'll person. But it would help. We'd love to hear from where you're from and at least your first name. And if you want us to say your first and last name, just say you can say my first and last name. Okay? Go ahead. All right. uh, This person says, I tend to open my eating window around 2 p.m. I am ravaged. Like Chantel says in her book, I am hamster hungry. I try to eat something relatively healthy, but as soon as I eat, I feel a huge drop in my energy. It's annoying because I feel so energetic in the morning and then lose that energy when I eat. Is this normal? Should I be eating something different? And I can almost solve that case too in the question. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you go uh, ahead. You feel a huge drop in energy. We've talked about when we come off, you know, you got your insulin real low. It's been real low for, you know, 12, 15 hours. 
whatever you eat, we talked about eating, you know, a whole bunch of carbs and a real high peak of an insulin response, then, you know, whatever goes up must come down. So if we eat something that has a huge insulin response, if you're going out to lunch, you eat like a big burger and fries and, you know, let's say, you, not that we advocate drinking soda, but you drink a sweet tea or soda, a whole bunch of sugar, all of a sudden you were ravenous all morning, you ate that for lunch, you're going to feel lethargic all uh, you know, all afternoon, all evening. It's the same thing as not eating for, you know, a day and then eating a bunch of candy bars or something like that. That huge peak and valley in your insulin is really going to uh, play with your energy like that. So I would say two things. One, um, don't get yourself to hamster hungry because that's always a recipe for disaster. And one thing that I didn't talk about in my book that I really wish I would, and I am going to do in six months, I'm going to do an updated version with all the things I didn't get to talk about, I want to add in there. And so when I was interviewing all these women, one of the things that I heard them say, almost, not all of them, but I would say a really good percentage talked about something called a binge saver. And they say, you know what, I ha I use almonds for my binge saver. And they say, okay, I'm going to have like three almonds. Or they say something like... Um, some a lot type, of them had peanut of butter snack. crackers. Yeah. They, like in their purse, they had they always had something. Protein and fiber, yes. two things that are really, you know, when you're starving, you know, you know, when you're starving, you got that little edge of hunger. Like uh -huh. I gotta eat now. It'll take that. It'll at least take that edge off. You know, you won't be satisfied, obviously, but it'll take that edge off to where okay, I could wait till I run to the supermarket, mm -hmm. grab something to cook, as opposed to I need to go to Wendy's or fast food right now, you know, and eat something that I'm gonna regret. But later. you have to also look at what makes you tired. You know, like, what is it that you know when you eat it, I'm going to be tired? So, for example, another thing is, is like when I was talking to these thin eaters, mm -hmm. most of them said, like, when I eat a sandwich, I only eat half. Mm -hmm. When I eat a burger, I only eat half. They don't get stuffed. They huh? just get satisfied. They don't stuff themselves. They just get eat till they satisfied. Basically. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But at the same time... If you think about it, like two pieces of bread could make you tired. And mm -hmm. one of the things that all of them said, I want, I want to end my eating when I'm still feeling energized and mm -hmm. I don't want to feel exhausted okay. when I'm done eating. So they kind of have experimented. They know if I eat the entire burger, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be tired. Right. I'm going to be exhausted. But I know when I eat half, I'm fine. Okay. And they say, I can have half and five fries. I'm fine. Or. So how much this person's eating is just as important as what they're eating. Yeah. it's okay. So it's. And, and they also said, like, when I'm eating a salad, I'm going to eat a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But when I'm eating something decadent, right. I'm going to eat a little bit less. But but digestion takes so much energy it people don't realize how much work yeah. your body has to do to digest that food so it's it's about looking at what makes you tired like i know people who like you said we talk about pancakes like mm. if i ate four pancakes i'd be done, done. for yeah i don't even like them so i'm not even gonna but that's the one thing you want to try to avoid coming out of a fast is eating a huge amount of carbs you know i know as they said relatively healthy would help if they put a couple examples in there you know if you want to write back next week and give us some examples of what you usually eat when you come out your fast. Yes. Maybe we can help a little and bit. And put your name. That would be but a good. Huge, anything with a huge amount of carbs, you want to you want to save that for a minute. So when you come out your fast, maybe eat a little snack first, just protein or fiber. And then an hour later, eat your regular lunch or whatever you're eating. 
All right, I'm gonna do question number seven. My knee has been killing me lately. It's super painful and swollen. I've been working out harder than usual, trying to get ready for the summer, and I'm wondering if I should stop working out and give the knee some rest. Also, will fasting have any positive or negative effects on my knee? Alice in Florida. Um, well, for me, I would say that my knee has had drastic improvement. I mean, it's just not even funny how much of an improvement I've had um, because fasting has gotten rid of all of the swelling in my knee. And the key to that is, is that fasting gets rid of inflammation. That's number one. But the other part is, is that for every pound that, of weight that you lose, there's about a four pound difference in the knee joint stress. So that means if you lost 50 pounds, that's about 200 pounds of stress on your knee. So I remember my doctor looking at me when I was about you know, 35, 40 pounds heavier than I am now. And I had all these knee problems and he was like, I gotta be honest with you, you need to lose some weight. If you lose some weight, you are not gonna have all these knee problems. Guess what? <laughs> I lost the weight, I did the fasting, and I'm not having those problems. So that's a huge difference. You need to lose that weight, get that stress off of it, and the more fasting you'll do, you will see that inflammation be cut drastically. All right, last one, Terry in Charlottesville. I loved your podcast with April. I've been looking into CBD oil for some, quite some time and definitely gave me the push to order some. I can't wait to get started. I was wondering if it will break my fast or if I can take it in the morning while I'm in the fasted state. You know, I think you're taking such a small, when you take that CBD oil, they talk about doing like literally like a rice size amount of oil. I just think that's such a small amount that it's not gonna break your fast. I mean, people are taking the tiniest amount of drops. You can put it under your tongue and that can kind of bypass your digestive system and um, instead of like swallowing it. Um, but I just think it's not gonna break your fast. That's not something I'd stress about. All right, we're way out of time today. Hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget, questions at ChantelRayway.com. And also, you can text us at 757-412-9278. You can text your questions if, you, if that's easier for you. But also, make sure you put your name. You can put your first name, or you can put your first and last name, and tell us what area you're in. And right here. We'd love for you to watch this on YouTube. Go to Intermittent Fasting, the Chantal Ray Way, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.